Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And welcome back to It Could Happen Here. It's still Shireen, and we are going to continue our discussion about Palestine. Yesterday, we talked about the atrocious things that Israel has done to Palestinians in 2022, and it brought us all to now 2023. And as a reminder, as of this recording on March 7th, at least 66 Palestinians have been killed by Israeli forces and settlers since the start of 2023, and at least 17 of those killed were children. Thursday, January 26th, marked one of the deadliest Israeli army operations in the occupied West Bank since at least 2005. Israeli soldiers invaded a crowded Jenin refugee camp on Palestinian land and massacred nine Palestinians, wounding at least 20 others. Among these nine Palestinians were two children and a 61-year-old woman. The injuries of the wounded were in the head and chest, indicating that Israeli soldiers were shooting to kill. Israeli soldiers also blocked paramedics from delivering medical aid to the injured, and they tear-gassed the children's ward of a hospital. This massacre is the deadliest Israeli attack in the Palestinian West Bank in nearly 20 years. I just want to repeat some things in case I said that too fast or it's just glossed over, but nine Palestinians were killed, two children, a 61-year-old woman, and the injuries were in the head and the chest. They were shooting to kill. They blocked paramedics from delivering medical aid to the injured, and they tear-gassed the children's ward of a hospital. What is the justification of that? Someone please tell me, I'm all ears. Just monstrous things that Israel is doing to Palestinians. And in addition to the massacre in Jenin, Israeli soldiers killed three other Palestinians within 24 hours of the massacre, a child and two young men. This raid on January 26th 
led the Palestinian Authority, a.k.a. the PA, to stop coordinating with Israel on security matters, officially suspending its U.S.-supervised security cooperation with Israel. But it's unclear to what extent that will take place. And this spike in violence is occurring on both sides. A day after the raid, a.k.a. massacre, in the Jenin refugee camp, a Palestinian gunman near a synagogue outside of Jerusalem killed seven people and injured three more. Violence is often the response when you lead with violence. And this event marked the deadliest Palestinian attack against Israelis since 2008. Israel's colonization and military occupation of Palestinian land and its violent apartheid rule over millions of Palestinians are the root cause of this violence. But U.S. media largely ignores Israel's violence as Israeli soldiers routinely murder Palestinians, including children, destroying their homes, and stealing their land. Remember yesterday when I mentioned that we would talk about the heinous things that Israeli settlers have been doing? Well, on January 28th, Israeli settlers attacked Palestinians at least 144 times. The attacks ranged from assaulting Palestinians to setting Palestinian homes and cars on fire. No arrests were made. In fact, Israeli soldiers often allow Israeli settlers to attack Palestinians, even joining in themselves or arresting the Palestinians who have been attacked. Israeli settlers live on stolen Palestinian land in violation of international law. They shouldn't be on Palestinian land in the first place, let alone be given free reign to attack Palestinians without any sort of consequence. These are all obvious hate crimes that are only supported and encouraged by the military and the government. If a government treats those it oppresses as less than human, its people will only do the same. This January was the deadliest January for Palestinians in 14 years, and Israel's violence shows no signs of stopping. It seems like Israel's new extremist, far-right government is determined to exact more violence against Palestinians this year than ever before. And with U.S. officials refusing to condemn their actions, Israel's leaders are getting a green light to continue to terrorize Palestinians, never held accountable for the daily violence and apartheid rule over Palestine. Palestinians deserve freedom from Israel's daily violence and, at the very least, fair media coverage so that the world understands what's really going on. On March 3rd of this year, Israel killed a 15-year-old Palestinian boy by shooting him in the back. This occurred in the West Bank town of Azun. When an Israel military vehicle drove into town, teens were hurling rocks at the car. Soldiers responded with live fire, which is a very reasonable response to having a stone thrown at your fucking tank. In addition, to shooting and killing a 15-year-old Palestinian boy, a child, in the back. Two others were wounded in this attack, including a child who is currently still in critical condition. Israeli forces have carried out three large-scale raids on Palestinian cities since Israel's new government took office at the end of last year, including one in Nablus on February 22nd that led to the largest Palestinian death toll in a single military occupation, since 2005. Israeli forces killed at least 11 Palestinians and wounded more than 100 more. Among those killed were a 72-year-old man, a 16-year-old boy, and a 66-year-old man who died of tear gas inhalation. New armed Palestinian groups have also emerged in response to this violence, and there has been a spate of Palestinian attacks against Israelis. 
Going back, though, to the fuckery of the Israeli settlers, on February 26th, at least 400 Israeli settlers attacked several Palestinian villages in Nablus, including Hawara, killing one man and injuring hundreds of others. The violence came after calls were made by Israeli Knesset member Zvaka Fogel, apologies, obviously mispronounced, I tried my best, but this violence came after this Knesset member told the settlers to burn the town down. Settlers burned down more than 30 homes and at least 100 cars while beating Palestinians with metal rods and rocks. None of these settlers were arrested. About 100 Palestinians are also being treated for tear gas inhalation. In one of the many videos of this event, and yes, there are actual videos of shit like this happening without any justice, crowds of Jewish settlers can be heard reciting the Jewish prayer for the dead as they stare at a building in flames. There's a video of Israeli settlers fucking dancing as the violence takes place. And earlier, a prominent Israeli cabinet minister and settler leader had called for Israel to, quote, strike without mercy. On March 1st, Bezalel Samatrik, who was Israel's finance minister who also handles civil administration in the West Bank, said the village of Hawada should be wiped out. He told a journalist, quote, I think Hawada needs to be erased. The state should be the one to do that. Back to that Israeli Knesset member, Zivika Fogel, again, apologies for mispronouncing that. He tweeted that, quote, Hawada closed plus burnt down. That's what I want to see. On an earlier occasion, Fogel said that, quote, a hundred Palestinians must be killed in a day. And he described these Palestinians as terrorists and to force them to the, quote, Israeli will. In response to Samatrik's statement that the Palestinian village of Hawada should be wiped out, the human rights chief of the United Nations, aka Volker Turk, who we mentioned briefly yesterday, he said that these comments are an unfathomable statement of incitement to violence and hostility. He went on to say, The situation in the occupied Palestinian territory is a tragedy, a tragedy above all else for the Palestinian people. This was during a report that he presented on the situation in the occupied territories to the UN Human Rights Council. He said, My report finds that over the reporting period, lethal force has been frequently employed by the Israeli security forces, regardless of the level of threat and at times even as an initial measure rather than a last resort. My office has also documented several cases of apparent extrajudicial targeted killings by members of the ISF, the Israeli security forces. The report finds that 131 Palestinians were killed by the ISF personnel over the past year in a context of law enforcement that is outside any context of hostilities. This includes 65 people who we understand were not armed or not engaged in any attacks or clashes. The occupation is eating away at the health of both societies on every level, from childhood to old age and in every part of life. For this violence to end, the occupation must end. On all sides, there are people who know this. I did mention the end of that report briefly yesterday, but I wanted to mention more of it today just to really give you the whole context of what this report was saying to the UN. The European Union's envoy to the Palestinians also called for accountability for these settler attacks. It is absolutely necessary for us that accountability is fully ensured, that the perpetrators are brought to justice, that those who lost property be compensated. In what seemed like a very rare move, 
The defense minister, Yolov Gallant, said that he signed administrative detention orders for two suspects over this rampage, and he court-ordered police to release all seven people who had been detained in connection to the rampage. Amnesty International condemned this release of the suspects. It also condemned the use of administrative detention, which it said was a practice that violates international law. But Israel doesn't care about that, because it violates international law a lot. And here it is. Israeli rights group Yesh Din found that 93% of investigations into settler attacks in the occupied West Bank between 2005 and 2022 were closed without indictments. And even though the U.S. demanded that Netanyahu disavow Symmetric's call for Hawara to be erased, nothing has happened. Netanyahu, on the night of the rampage, urged people not to take the law into their own hands, but he never publicly addressed Symmetric's statement or responded to the unusual criticism by the U.S., who was obviously a close ally. The situation in Israel today is clear. Israel has become a state for the settlers, where some of these militias have the support of the Israeli ministers, such as Symmetric and Ben Gavid. Israeli settlers who chant death to Arabs and may your village burn have the direct support of people in uniform and the Israeli government. And just like the other Israeli settlers who set hundreds of Palestinian homes on fire and uprooted thousands of Palestinian olive trees and got away with their crimes, it is highly unlikely that the Israeli settlers who burned homes in Hawada will be touched. And there have been protests that are actually secular and liberal in a desperate attempt to stop this growing far-right government. But they don't do much, obviously, when you're in a fascist government regime. I can't believe we haven't talked about him yet, but President Isaac Herzog, who is Israel's 11th president, and he's been president since 2021, he stepped in after these protests were happening, and with support from President Biden, he was facilitating a compromise between the government and these protesters. And what seemed like a well-intentioned effort to build some kind of consensus, it was only, in fact, this ill-advised attempt to appease fascists and pander to evil. And any compromise that is offered by Herzog would be skewed toward the ruling majority, which holds the power to interpret its articles at will. A compromise will also whitewash and empower the ruling fascists, presenting them as responsible and pragmatic actors as they pursue their extremist agenda and as the street opposition loses momentum and disintegrates, slowly but surely. In a recent article, Haaretz said that Herzog's plans were born in sin to whitewash a government led by a criminal defendant who was in a conflict of interest in everything regarding changes in the judicial system and certainly regarding such a radical quote-unquote reform. And obviously, the more sinister and dangerous ramifications of such a compromise lies in its focusing on Israel's liberal democracy for the Jews while ignoring its tyranny toward the Palestinians. In fact, reaching any sort of compromise on domestic affairs is sure to free the government's hand only to widen its oppression, deepen its occupation, and multiply its illegal settlements. Israel has no security solutions in Palestine. Former intelligence officer Chief Ami Ayalan, in his biography Friendly Fire, said of Israel, because of its occupation, Israel's democracy will devolve into tyranny. Let's go back to Itamar Ben-Gavid, Israel's minister of security, who the New Yorker actually called Israel's minister of chaos. He's been convicted of eight charges, including supporting a terrorist organization and incitement to racism, 
and who, according to former Prime Minister Ehud Olmert, presents a more imminent danger to Israel than a nuclear-armed Iran. And as we mentioned, Ben Gavir serves as Minister of Security alongside his genocidal partner in crime, Bezalel Samatrik, the Minister of Finance. Both of these men have risen to the highest echelons of power thanks to their racist campaigns and incitement against Palestinians. Their fanatical religious movement has sprung out of the illegal settlements in the occupied West Bank, based on the Zionist belief in the necessity to take full control of all of historic Palestine, aka the quote, the land of Israel, as they call it, in order to redeem the Jewish people by any means necessary. In other words, Israel's fanatics have a divinely ordained vested interest in greater turmoil in Israel and Palestine that strengthens and expands their base, especially among their youth. After decades of military occupation, Polls and surveys suggest that about 60% of Jewish Israelis favor segregation from the Palestinian Israelis, and 60% identify as right-wing today, a number that rises to 70% for those aged 18 to 24. This does not bode well for future peace or security. It's not exactly a generation that's going to die out. It's a generation that's being formed as we speak. And even though Palestine has the Palestinian Authority or any kind of leadership that is obviously weakening, even when Israel pretends to coordinate with them on security and intelligence matters, it persists on humiliating the Palestinian leaders, undercutting their authority and undermining their legitimacy as it forces settlers to rampage through the Palestinian neighborhoods and refugee camps without any sort of repercussions. And I know Israel gets called an apartheid state a lot these days, and it is an apartheid state. But basically, the engine of turmoil and violence today is only because of Israel's decade-long military and civilian occupation, this occupation that has rapidly transformed into an entrenched system of apartheid government because of the two separate set of laws, rules, standards, and structures designed to favor the illegal settlers. And to maintain and expand Jewish supremacy from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea, the ruling fascists plan to unleash greater state and settler violence against the Palestinians as this year progresses, and in the process, transform Israel into a fascist garrison state and worsen regional turmoil. Let's take our first break here. We'll continue when we come back. BRB. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Okay, we're back. In 2015, the world was shocked by the kidnapping of Palestinian child Mohammed Abu Khadir from Jerusalem by Israeli settlers who burnt him alive. This was depicted in the HBO show Our Boys. It's a decent show. I recommend you watch it just for more information. It's really hard to watch, but it's still a really good show. But this event, this kidnapping of a Palestinian child who was burnt alive by Israeli settlers, This is the mentality of Israeli settlers in the West Bank today, where burning Palestinians in their homes is celebrated by their political leaders. These groups have carried out dozens of attacks against Palestinian families by burning their homes and their farms, including burning the Palestinian Dawabshe family in the village on Duma in late July 2015, where an 18-month-old Ali Dawabshe and his parents lost their lives. Between 600,000 and 750,000 Israeli settlers live in at least 250 settlements and outposts built by the Israeli government and settlers across the occupied Palestinian West Bank and East Jerusalem. That is equivalent to roughly 11% of the total Jewish-Israeli population. They live beyond the, quote, internationally recognized borders of their state on Palestinian land that Israel militarily occupied in 1967 and continues to do so until today. Settlers also lived in the besieged Gaza Strip until 2005, when they were evacuated. The Gaza Strip uh, has also been described as an open-air concentration camp, if you want an idea of maybe why they left. The majority of settlers are armed, and Palestinians living on the occupied West Bank and East Jerusalem suffer from hundreds of Israeli settler attacks each year. Such attacks, which include shootings, stabbings, arson, beatings, and rock-throwing have become more organized over the last few years. Every year, thousands of Palestinian trees and cars and homes are burned by these settlers. Many of these incidents have been recorded on video, showing that the attacks often take place under the protection or in coordination with the Israeli army, sometimes with soldiers and settlers shooting side by side. Israeli settlements are illegal under international law, as they violate the Fourth Geneva Convention, which bans an occupying power from transferring its population to the area it occupies. This is for a variety of reasons, including protecting civilians from the theft of resources by the occupying power, and to prevent changes in the demographic makeup of the occupied territory. Which both things have happened. Israel is doing that very successfully, unfortunately. The majority of settlements have been built either entirely or partially on private Palestinian land. Despite being outside of Israel proper, these settlers are granted Israeli citizenship and they receive government subsidies that significantly lower their cost of living. 
In contrast, Palestinians living in the West Bank are subject to Israeli military law. And there has been an increasing number of settler attacks. Between 2010 and 2019, the United Nations Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs recorded at least 2,955 settler attacks, in which at least 22 Palestinians were killed and at least 1,258 others were injured. The governance of Nablus, Hebron, and Ramallah had the highest numbers of these incidents. Since the start of 2023, Israeli settler-related violence reached an average of three incidents per day, compared with two incidents per day in 2022, still really shitty, and one incident per day in 2021. This is what the UN had told Al Jazeera. And this is the highest daily average of settler-related incidents affecting Palestinians since 2006. And criminal charges are rarely, if ever, pursued. And although not every attack can be tied to another, it seems that since the launch of Israel's Operation Breakwater last March, it's only driving the surge in violence further. The imbalance between these two forces doesn't get any better when you add politics and leadership into the mix. While Israel is appointing more and more far-right politicians to higher positions of power, there has been a weakening of Palestinian security forces. Palestinian security forces are trained by the U.S. and international forces to patrol the West Bank, round up Palestinian militants, and coordinate with Israeli officials to prevent attacks on Israelis. But those forces have lost a lot of legitimacy among their own people. Many Palestinians see them as doing Israel's bidding, maintaining Israel's military occupation rather than resisting it. Increasingly, pockets of the West Bank have become no-go zones for the Palestinian Authority forces, who now either refuse to enter or find it too dangerous. That includes the Jenin refugee camp, which is a dense, highly populated district. Israel says it's stepping in to fill the void of leadership, intensifying its arrest raids in these densely populated areas. And, unsurprisingly, this leads to deadly clashes. But Israel has occupied the West Bank for nearly 56 years and continues to deepen its grip on it. It says Palestinians are not ready to make peace with Israel and that the occupation is a security necessity. But it has also allowed and supported hundreds of thousands of Israeli settlers across the West Bank, which we've seen manifest in the far-right parades and the rallies that chant for the, quote, death of Arabs. Additionally, Israel's new far-right government vows to legalize dozens of small settlement outposts deep in the heart of the occupied territory, making it harder to envision a future Palestinian state there, which is part of their whole agenda. Younger Palestinians have grown up not knowing anything but Israel's brutal permit regime, which controls Palestinians' entry and movement, and some of their only interactions with Israelis are often with hostile settlers, or with occupation-enforcing soldiers, who raid their homes and jail people for months without charges. And because of the inaction of both the Palestinian Authority and the international community, some young Palestinians see violent resistance against Israel as their only viable path to freedom, with young militants lionized on social media. Let's take our last break here. We'll be right back talk about Palestinian leadership, Israel's far right, and a bunch of other terrible stuff. So, whoopee. Be right back. (laughs) 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we are back. So, as Palestinian leadership weakens, Israel's far right only gets stronger. According to polls, Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas, 87, one of the Middle East's oldest leaders, has lost the support of most Palestinians. Palestinian protesters and activists have long accused Abbas of not taking a more active role in dealing with Israeli aggression. In his 19th year of what was supposed to be a four-year term, Abbas has lost control of Gaza to the militant Hamas, calling off elections for new leadership and allowing government corruption to thrive, never laying out a clear future for Palestinians. But it's not the end of Abbas's reign that worries Palestinians. It's what comes next when the 87-year-old is no longer president. But the question of who will replace Abbas is not currently at the top of the Palestinian public's agenda. Dr. Mustafa Bagruti, the head of the Palestine National Initiative Movement, said that Palestinians, particularly the younger generation, are no longer viewing the two-state solution as a viable option. They are also recognizing that they can't expect anything from Israeli governments, particularly the incoming one that is discussing annexation, bolstering settlements, and suppressing Palestinian rights. He said, The notion is strengthening among the young generation that Israel only understands force and opposition. It doesn't matter whether national resistance is violent or not, which is why there's growing support for armed groups in Jenin and Nablus. Bagruti said that Israel's prevention of a two-state solution will eventually make the Palestinian Authority irrelevant. He said, 
the PA's current model as a type of subcontractor for Israel, which implements apartheid against the Palestinians, cannot go on forever, regardless of who runs the PA. On the flip side, Israel's longtime leader Benjamin Netanyahu is back as prime minister, surprise, surprise, with a far-right coalition that has laid out a plan for deepening its grip on the West Bank and taking tougher action against Palestinians. And with only a couple months in office in this new year, the government has already sparked a series of controversies, including over the status of the Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem. The Al-Aqsa Mosque is a very holy and special place for Muslims, and it has been subject to violence for years because of Israel's government. More far-right politicians have also come into office, including the national security minister we mentioned earlier, who essentially wants to give Israeli police and soldiers immunity to use live ammunition, which would shield them from criminal prosecution for killing and injuring Palestinians. Israel is also planning to destroy an entire Palestinian town, beginning their plans last month. Khan al-Ahmad is a town just miles from Jerusalem with nearly 200 Palestinians. Israel is planning to destroy the entire town in order to expand two illegal, racially segregated settlements nearby. Israel plans to bulldoze all the homes, schools, and businesses in Khan al-Ahmad, forcing families into homelessness. It's a process they've done in countless Palestinian towns. Khan al-Ahmad is simply Israel's latest target. Just miles away from this town, Israel is destroying the Palestinian community of Masafiriyata, where over a thousand Palestinians are living in fear that Israeli soldiers will violently tear down their homes at any given moment. No government should be allowed to forcibly uproot entire communities in order to steal their land. Israel should be no exception. And the fact that it continues to operate in this way as the entire world watches is just it's shameful. Israeli officials are already prepping for a tense month in April, when Ramadan and Passover coincide, which could be a combustible mix for potential religious and nationalist-fueled violence. The Israeli military is inflicting horrific, deadly violence on Palestinians every single day. Instead of condemning Israel or taking any kind of action to protect Palestinian lives, the U.S. continues to turn a blind eye while also continuing to send Israel billions of dollars every year. These billions of dollars are used to commit massacres of Palestinians. The world should bring to account the Israeli government, which has encouraged violence against Palestinians publicly and supported settlers with arms and money to carry out their crimes. The Israeli government just legalized nine illegal settlement outposts, If the international community, including the U.S., does not criminalize settlement activities in the West Bank, Israeli settlers who in recent years have leaned towards the far right in alarming ways will continue to enjoy impunity when they commit crimes against the Palestinian people. And Israel's brutal occupation shows no sign of ending. So we'll continue to hear news like this until any sort of action is taken to defend Palestinians and end Israel's apartheid rule of Palestine and end the ethnic cleansing of the Palestinian people. Until then, we won't stop raising awareness of the crimes against humanity that Israel commits against Palestinians every single day. And that is the episode. Whew. I hope some of that was informative or educational. And I will probably be back with more upsetting news about the Middle East very soon. So, goodbye.
It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.